It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. We just got back from Disneyland Paris like a month and a half ago. But we have thoughts. I'm Candace, (laughs) and with me is Arzu. Hello. And Britt. Hi. Yes, so we went to Disneyland Paris before Star Wars Celebration in London. And as North American furs, we noticed a few differences. Arzu actually was a pass holder for Disneyland Paris before. I was. I used to live in Switzerland, and I'm like, this is close enough. (laughs) Like, what a pass to Disneyland. Exactly. So Disneyland Paris was it was open in April 1992, and we were actually there for their 30th anniversary. Even though it's been over a year, it's They're keeping it, it going. It started last April, and it ended, I think, a couple weeks after we left. Yeah, we were there so for like we the got, end of the 30th. We got there just in time, and the Disneyland Paris is two parks: Disneyland Park. And Walt Disney Studios Park. So we started off with Walt Disney Studios Park. And it's fine. It's small. It's, it's so tiny. It's a tiny baby park. It's the tiniest Disney park I've been to. So if yeah. you've seen the Imaginary documentary on Disney Plus, if you haven't watched it, it's great. If you, It'll make you cry. It. it will. But basically, the thing with Disney Studios Park is it was like part of their contract to deliver a second park. They also didn't really have the funds for that. No, yeah, because it shows. <laughs> Disneyland Paris at the time called Euro Disney. Who thought that was going to work? Having the dollar, like it'd be like dollar park, dollar Disney. The idea was Euro Disney, but yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. Disneyland Paris just sounds so fancy. It's great. In theory, it doesn't look all that different from Disneyland or from Magic Kingdom. But I find at Disneyland Park, not Disney Studios Park, which is just a mess. But it's becoming less of a mess with like themed lands like Toy Story Land and Ratatouille and stuff like that. Like it's less messy. Oh, and Marvel. But do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of how California Adventures was a huge (laughs) mess when it started off because budget issues. And it's slowly progressing into something better. Like, California Adventures looks nothing like it did when it first opened. And that makes sense in a way. Like, you have the big park, like, right across the Mm -hmm. plaza that draws people in. And you have this other park that they can also visit. It's maybe not as good, but by operating it anyway, you make the money to renovate it. Like, you're making the money as it's open. Yeah, and honestly, we only did a handful of things at the studio park. So can I tell a very funny story about Candace's misunderstanding of something? Oh, gosh, I don't remember what it was. So we go to the Avengers portion of the park, the Avengers campus. And Candace is like, okay, they have the Spider-Man web shooter, which they also have in Florida. But no, California. Sorry, California. California. They also have California. She's like, that's in the States. We can do that anytime. They can't. I don't live in the thing, but we do that. But they have a roller coaster here that is exclusive to this park, and it's unique. <laughs> and we should do that while we're here. And if you know me, I'm the biggest MCU fan. My dog is literally named Bucky J. Barks, the Winter Borker. So, so Candace is ready. She's like, we're going to do this exclusive roller coaster because we're never going to get the chance to do this anywhere else. We get in line. There's a little pre-show with Tony Stark and with Captain Marvel. We get in the roller coaster and we're thinking, these seats look an awful lot like rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith. Come to find out, it is the rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith. It's just been re-themed, which I should have seen coming. It is. It is. It is. Since RSC was familiar with the parks, I didn't want to know anything going in. I wanted to be completely like surprised. And in retrospect, the lineup for this Avengers roller coaster looks exactly like the Aerosmith line. It just, the Aerosmith line used to go up a ramp and then line up. It just took the ramp away. But otherwise, oh, okay. it looks the same. The inside looks different, but the outside line looked the same. The queue was the best part. <laughs> because the Iron Man 
animatronic itself was just so cool. And then you have like Brie Larson as Captain America, like talking to you, Marvel. which is so cool. Captain Marvel. Yes. What did I Not say? Captain America. Yeah. Oh my God, my brain. Shame. There's something poetic about the fact that they took away like Steve Tyler and replaced him with Tony Stark. <laughs> I don't know what that says, but yeah. I feel like Tony Stark would love that. I, yeah, I feel like he'd be very happy with that switcheroo. Because they're very, so, like, in my mind, they, like, seem like the same person any. It seems Rock like they would stars. party together, right? They have yeah, partied so. And then Steve Tyler and Aerosmith exist in that universe. They partied hard yeah. together. What were your thoughts on the roller coaster? Yeah. It was fine. Okay. You were like traumatized like Candace was? We were in the back. I hate the rock and roller coaster when I'm in the back. I I like the rock and roller coaster. So like I like a roller coaster though. Like I just went on Tron here in Walt Disney World. And that reminded me a lot of it as well. Like it except like that starting, you know, when you go really fast in like nanoseconds, like you have to take the rock and roller coaster or flight force and like times it by 10 on Tron when you're on a bike. So that excited freaks about me out. The seats on Tron, like the fact that you're on a bike, like I know they lock you in from behind, but yeah, the idea of it freaks me it, out. Like, in my opinion, it's very. Like, it's only accessible for certain people, right? If you're above a certain weight or something, like, it's just, it's not going to work. And it's, like, it's, it's uncomfortable. And, like, I can only imagine, like, how much more uncomfortable it is if you're, like, like, bodies are weird. Bodies come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. And just the way that that, that the bike is set up, it's just, like, like, it's fun, but it's just not accessible for everybody. Although, sorry, correction, they do have in the very back, like if you have like wheelchair access and stuff in the very back, they have seats that are just upright seats. They're just regular seats for a roller coaster. So okay. but there's, I've heard there's not that many though. So no, it's like every other, what would you call them? Like every right. other. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there's not a ton, but I mean, at least there's something. Sorry, yeah. I'm about to give. Okay. What can I say? Okay, the Avengers roller coaster was the second ride we did after Ratatouille, which of course we had to do since we were in France. It is it's Remy's country. We have to show our respect to Remy. Exactly. So, the Avengers campus, the aesthetic, the area is so much cooler than the one in Disneyland, California. It's so much bigger. There's only those two rides. Also, yeah, just like and not like a ton else going on. There are like two, three restaurants though. There are three restaurants in Disneyland Paris, Avengers Campus. Unlike California, which just has the Pim Restaurant Kitchen. Yeah, the Pim, Pim Kitchen. Which fast they don't have Pim Kitchen. What in Paris? That's what I'm looking they forward did. to. They it did. The same. It was a buffet. It didn't have the like yeah, yeah. fun size stuff. Yeah, but. We went to the Stark restaurant just to look in, and we saw Peggy Carter's office, which was really Wait, weird. Agent Carter is represented in Paris. I love Agent Carter. I love I'm seeing too. her. It makes sense. So she's we have fashion forward. She is. She's yeah. just she gets stuff done, which we appreciate. None of this would happen without her. No. Yep. So we had like lunch or breakfast or whatever it was at the diner, which looks just the inside at least looks a little bit like where Angela works, which is Peggy's friend from the Ish. Yeah. Ish. But it's supposed to be like New York diner. Yeah, it looks more like in like like the kind of little diners you would find. Like we have one here in Toronto that really looks like that. It, the decor is updated, but the size is about the same. Is that the one that's right across from Eaton's and it's near one of those old theaters? No, it's the George Street Diner. There is one that I went to. One that I went to at really good French onion soup. Anyway. Is it Fran? Maybe. Lowe's? Fran? Maybe. I think it's Fran. Yeah. I know the one you mean, though. Yeah. 
It reminded me of the 50s primetime cafe in Hollywood Studios, though. Yeah. The little food truck thing that we went to. That's not a food yeah. truck. That was like a little tiny bit. The little yeah, it was van. A tiny little restaurant. Yeah. Oh, look at sit down. And my mom was with us, and my mom was very yes. upset by the size of the coffees. I was upset by the size of the coffee. I told all of them that this is a byproduct of COVID and a recession because the coffees used to be so much bigger and they're not big anymore. And then to prove my point, I went back my camera roll to find like winter 2017 or something when I had gone or 2016. And I'm like, I'm going to show you how much bigger these coffees used to be. So they weren't actually any bigger. I just wildly misremembered how big these coffees were. Your caffeine intake has drastically increased over the years. I could swear they were like proper coffee cups. Even now, like with the photo evidence contradicting me, I could have sworn those coffees were bigger. So Maybe they just felt bigger. Maybe. I grew. So the only other thing we did at that park, you all went on Tower of Terror. I was you watch up, Mando. I wish the Mandalorian because we were going to Star Wars Celebration in a day or two. And I was like, I'm going to get spoiled. And Disneyland Paris has really good Wi-Fi. I was able to download the episode in the much. I was traumatized by Tower of Terror there. They give you no prep time. Yeah. So, how was it different than the one in Florida? So the one here for the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, like you are what? Like you're brought up the elevator. And you go on this floor and they like start playing the music and stuff. And they're like really like building into this suspense and like the terror of being on the Tower of Terror (laughs) before you're locked into the elevator to go up and down. I believe, obviously not, but like I feel like our Tower of Terror is significantly taller than the one that's in Paris. But that might just have been because of there's no prep time at all like when you go on the one in paris it just starts going and you're just like there's a creepy little girl in front of you and you're just like okay here we go instead of like sending you up and then on this little journey and then they lock you into the frame that will then yank you upward in paris the door closes like the environment turns into like a field of stars because you're in the tower of terror now they slowly pull you back this creepy little girl brit mentioned it there they immediately lock you into the frame. The girl disappears and you're yanked up. You have like maybe 15 seconds between the door closing and shooting upward. Oh, wait, so there's nothing like you go through the None hall or anything like you do on the Florida one? You immediately get pulled up. Okay, the Florida version is 16 feet taller. Not crazy. Yeah, so the Florida version is taller than the Paris version. Yeah, by 16 feet. I just felt like in the Paris one, they just were not bringing you up as high and making you go down as far. Like it just. Yeah. But I feel like they list and drop you more often. Maybe. Yeah. Like I feel like the one in Florida, it's maybe like three or four times. Whereas the one in Paris, it maybe was five or six times. Yeah. So they churn your stomach in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I like, I didn't realize how, like, how much I needed that, like, mental breakdown before riding it to really be like, oh, th- it this kind of builds tower suspense of terror. more. It's like every time I go on it, you're going through that little room, all the creepy Twilight Zone stuff. And I'm always like, why did I go on? Why am I here? Because I'm either with a friend or family member who's like, I want to go on this and I don't want to go on it alone. I'm like, fine, I'll go on it. Kind yeah, of it's like but it's that excitement, like you, that build up. Yeah, do either like I've only been on the Guardians version at California Adventures, but I feel like that one just lifts you up also automatically. Okay, it's been a minute since I was on the Guardians one. I've only been on it once, but they. I don't know. It's just such a different experience on Guardians, though, because, like, you're laughing while you're being, like, thrown up and down versus, like, being, like, absolutely terrified. But I can't remember. I think, like, it's different every time, too, like, depending on. Yeah, there's different songs. But, but yeah, you don't go through anything. You get locked up, you go up, and then the collector's like, oh, this is what you've been waiting for. And then you see the Guardians, and they're like, we're busting out of here. And then you drop Mm -hmm. and. Flip, mm. go up and down. No flips. 
Yeah, I think maybe the that lead up, like that, how they take you to like another part of the building. Maybe that's unique to Florida. Maybe the one in yeah. California always was just the like you immediately start going. Yeah. So after this, we finally went to Disneyland Paris Park, the park. And it's really interesting, like, to go into the entrance, you have to go under a hotel. It's my dream to stay at that hotel, honestly. It's, like, old-fashioned on the inside. I stuck in once to look at their lobby, but they're renovating it now. (laughs) So when it's renovated, please let me back. It reminds me a lot of, at least the outside, it reminds me a lot of the Grand Floridian here in Florida. I think it's... It's their equivalent. It's the hotel. It's the big one. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, something I notice is the streets and the sidewalks are wider in Disneyland yeah. versus the California. I guess they learn, so they're like, yeah, more people than we expect are going here. They spaced everything out. Yeah. California was built for the 50s, right? This was built for the yeah. 90s. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And it's always so surreal to go to another main street when you've been to two others because it's just like, like yeah. I'm like, yeah, it feels like you're like in an alternative universe when it's like slightly different. I think it's hard when you're so used to like one of them because it was yeah, it was a trip. I remember when like I had been to Disney World so many times and then I went to Disneyland in California for the first time and it was like everything feels so much smaller. Yeah, I'm always like the castle so tiny there. So the castle in Disneyland Paris, is actually the same size as the one in California. However, what they did was they put it on a hill, and also the way it's painted gives an optical illusion that it's much bigger, which I think works very well. I think it's a nice compromise because they don't really have to build that much castle, but at the same time, no offense to Disneyland, it's the original, it's Walt Vision, but the castle is so... It's a baby! Because it's little... It's so, like, the visually, when you walk into Disney World or Disneyland Paris or Tokyo or, I assume, Shanghai and Hong Kong. Like, Hong Kong, yes, but Shanghai, I assume. When you walk in, the castle is so tall, it creates, like, a focal point down Main mm-hmm. Street, which it does at Disneyland, like, original, but it's not that much taller than, like, the hills and other things around it. And certainly when you're at the gate, it doesn't look any taller than the buildings on either side of you. So it doesn't pull your eye in the same way. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. She's, she's the OG. She's. OG. Yeah. We the can't hate on her. But she's Walt no, it's baby. Like, it's no, it's no disrespect. It's just something I noted. Just so, like, yeah. We keep moving forward, as Walt said. So when they use the same castle in another park, they're like, okay, we want to do the same thing we did in Florida. We want to make it taller. We're going to put it on a hill. And put a dragon in the basement. That was the best part. Oh, my God. The animatronic was beautiful. I loved her. I was like, it's pitch black. I probably nearly stepped on a child down there. (laughs) That dragon. I I I (laughs) so much. And I was just like so happy. She moves around. She roars at you. It's just gorgeous yeah she's sassing you because you've woken her up i think more she's heard about the other maleficence at disney world and disneyland california and she's like oh no am i next i am sad i am sad that we didn't actually go into the castle and see like the stained glass of sleeping beauty and stuff yeah because that's something that's really cool about disneyland paris is that you can actually go inside the castle, which unlike Disney World, where you have to have a reservation to go to Cinderella's Royal Tables, which is yeah. very hard to get. I've been twice. And very and expensive. Person. Yes. It's Only so twice. It's much fun, though. It is. it is fun. It's fun. It's just not something I think you do all oh, the time. Let no, me tell you a story. Not. Okay, so my friend was, came down and took her girls, and she's like, we got to do this because they're at the right age for princesses. Everything like that. I'm like, 100%, I'm in. Let's do this. We could only get reservations at 10.45. And yes. Okay. So her girls, one is two and the other (laughs) six. And we had been, we had them take a nap at the hotel for a little bit. But no, you're at Disney World. There's overstimulation for children. It's a lot. 
So they're tired. They're exhausted. They're falling asleep into their like pot pie or whatever they got. But every time a princess came around, they shot up and they're like, oh, my God, Ariel. And then like, they would go down again. And then Belle came by. Oh, my God. And it was the funniest thing just to see them like wake up when a princess came near. I felt bad. At least it was cool outside because it's. Yeah. And it, the park closed at 11. So we were the only practically the only ones in the park by the time we were done with dinner. Oh, I thought you thought we were the only ones at Paris, but we left before the fireworks. <laughs> no. Yeah, we couldn't make it. We no, we were like, it. It, I think if we didn't have a train at 8.45 the next morning to go to London, we might have toughed it out. But yeah, not having to get up as early as we did. Yeah. So Star Wars bamboozled us. Anyway. Like, as it, it, it was does. It, but it was for the best that we had that early train with everything that was going on. It was very, yes, because we, protests broke out like a couple hours after we left. So yeah. there, there was fire. Yeah, all things considered, I think we made the right call. Speaking yeah. of Star Wars, yeah. Hyperspace Mountain. Hyperspace Mountain. Had you two done Hyperspace Mountain before? I no. know. Whenever no, I was at I, Disneyland, I, it was never hyperspace. I've done it. I've done it a couple times. The last few times that I'd been to Disneyland in California, it had been hyperspace mountain. So I had experienced it and I liked it a lot. I like Space Mountain in Disneyland almost a little bit more than I like it in Walt Disney World because I think it's a bit smoother, whereas ours is. is like a jerky mess. And also the one in California also has some music in the actual ride itself. So yeah. It's a cue to where you're going versus yeah. it's just a loud song when you're in yeah. Florida. It's just like you can't see anything at all at the one here in Florida. It's just... And it's so rickety and it really feels like a product of its time. And yeah, it's the first one. Again, first one. Yeah. I had a moment going on Hyperspace Mountain because I I love Star Wars. You all know that. But like sometimes I'm like between the fandom and the discourse and the like creative decisions I don't agree with and all of this kind of stuff. It starts to wear on me after a while. And I'm like, I don't know how much I actually love this. Like sometimes I doubt it. We get on this roller coaster. We're going up. It looks like hyperspace. John Williams' music is blaring. And I'm like sitting in my seat crying going, I love Star Wars. It was like it restored my faith. I'm like, this is so beautiful. The The graphics are really good. Yeah, the music. And the very cool thing is how it shoots you up. Like you're being Mm -hmm. launched into hyperspace, which is cool. Yeah, it's It's just the smoothest version of Space Mountain. I, I've been on and I was just like so great like Star Wars doesn't match the steampunk aesthetic of the rest of Discovery Land I'm like I'm fine oh it okay is- but you also brought it up is like the queue everything the trains themselves they have not been updated for Star Wars at all no they are so the disco- point of Discovery Land is it's less like a 1960s American idea of what the future is and more like Jules Verne like, that's the aesthetic. So it was closed when we went, but they have this thing called the Nautilus, like the Nautil- Voyage of the Nautilus or something like that. Yeah. Then basically you go down leagues. a set of stairs. Yeah. And you end up inside the submarine from 20,000 leagues under the sea. They were renovating it, so it wasn't open. That's a pretty cool walk. To go back. We have to- yeah. I love the idea of Discovery versus Tomorrowland because... The issue that Walt and everyone else has with Tomorrowland is tomorrow keeps happening. And mm-hmm. things like Journey to the Moon, which was the original ride, became outdated by 1969. Because we went to the moon in 1969, not 1968, but a year after. I mean, it still would have been a nice tribute to like filmmakers like, like George Melier and like the world that he created. Yeah, yeah. so... That's the great thing about the discovery is it's an idea of the future. It's not particularly our future, but it's a steampunk version or. But that's the thing is because it's such a Jules Verne thing. It's like Brett said, it's a tribute to one creative's idea of the future because you can't be like, this is the future because it's not a hellscape. It's a theme park. It's timeless that way, though. Discovery Mm -hmm. Land becomes timeless because of that. 
Yeah. Even in retrospect, like Tomorrowland, I know they keep adding things to it to make it look more futuristic, but the 1960s future of Tomorrowland to me is like those aspects feel classic and timeless because that's not the future, but that's what the park creators thought the future would be. Yeah, but I think it was like the idea of the Imagineers, at least with Disneyland, were like, okay, we have to keep it going. We have to keep up with it. So they kept doing that. But I think they finally, in modern times, with the Star Tours being there and Buzz Lightyear in the California one, they're like, okay, this is like sci-fi now. Tomorrowland yeah, is it's, the science fiction it's a fantasy. Bit. But I, I feel like they could do something cool with Discoveryland if they ever wanted to do some kind of overlay with Space Mountain again that wasn't Star Wars is to do something like Treasure Planet. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. Because yeah. I feel like it, it vibes with that steampunk like aesthetic and definitely. And like the stories of Jules Verne, like with Treasure Island and stuff. Yeah. Just imagine them playing that song, I'm Still Here. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, there's time for Joseph Gordon Levitt come back and like, or wait, was it and Joseph? No, he would. I think it was Jason Goat. It was. I think it was. It would yeah. be Jim. Yeah. It would be cool to see like Treasure Planet come back because it wasn't yes. given enough love. So I think that's all we did in Discovery Land. We did Star Tours, which isn't any yes. different. Oh, yeah. But is it in French? It's in French. So, so is C3PO still very. Yes, C3PO is the same in any language. I feel like he just becomes Cogsworth, though, when he's in French. You're not wrong. You're like, not wrong, basically, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, Star Wars, Star Tours, yes, it's in French. That's a little bit different, but it's very similar. I've been on Star Tours a hundred times, probably. I think at least a hundred <laughs> times by now. I've done it like I've done it like five times in one day before. It was the best you day ever. Come with us to see Star Tours en Francais. Uh, I'm sorry. I went to I did the Snow White and Pinocchio. No. Was it Pinocchio? You did Snow White, not Pinocchio. What else did I do? I did something other than Snow White, though. Maybe you I thought I did Pinocchio when we were on Indiana Jones. No. <laughs> when I almost <laughs> lost my cartilage piercing. So the thing is, if you miss certain things about old school Disney World, you can go to Disneyland Paris and get it back. Do you miss the New York skyline that you used to see in MGM where Galaxy's Edge was? The studio park has that. I followed around Cruella de Vil for a little while. Actually, she was like following me because I was walking around <laughs> while you guys were in Tower of Terror. We saw finished- her. She walked past us. Yeah, I finished a whole Mandalorian episode and you guys still weren't done. But also, do you miss Snow White Gary Adventure? It's still scary on like freaking Disneyland, which made it less scary. And they still have the Pinocchio ride, which I wish I could get Arzu on, but... No, I knew that wasn't going to happen. I already went on the fairy tale canal thing. So, so you so proud you might have heard me talk about this on other episodes of the show or on our YouTube. But I have megalophobia. I don't like big things, particularly big faces. If you've been on the storybook canals in Disneyland and you know that you have to enter this ride via a giant whale, I've done that. I had my head between my knees, hyperventilating, but I've done it. So... We were going on the storybook canals on in Paris, and there's no whale, which is great. But about halfway through the ride, the boat takes you through the open mouth of the Cave of Wonders, which makes more sense than the whale, so it was yes. a little less offensive to me. Yeah, the Cave of Wonders makes a hundred times more sense because the whale in Pinocchio, it's a bad thing. Like, this is a little kid's ride. Up, I have a theory about why this is. Okay, I'm going to continue going on my little rant. Okay, so the storybook canal is this cute little ride with little miniatures of all these, like, Disney and Wizard of Oz in Paris locations. And it's adorable, and there's, like, nice little music, and it's a nice little, like, you can just, like, relax in the boat for a little bit. And why would they make you go through Monstro because California? Oh, I was found out when I looked this up. I don't know why. Hang on. Let me look this up for just a second i don't know why you need to go through monstro but i think the idea of like going through a gateway was like the idea i'm guessing but this ride opened in 1955 
So they were working with very limited stories. When did Pinocchio come out? Didn't they like the 40s. With, with the Sleeping Beauty Castle? At least it was Sleeping Beauty's Castle because the movie was coming out the next yeah. year. So I think it's just they, didn't, they didn't have much then. No, they, they didn't have a ton of film. So no. What if you went through like the pumpkin carriage, Cinderella? I don't know. Because the pumpkin's not a gateway. I think that's the idea is you pass through a gateway. But Monstro is a gateway either. You just go into his stomach. The Geppetto. fairy tale kingdom. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just to like... Is that the idea in California that you're going to the whale? Because a whale ate all that? No, I made that up. If Peter Pan was out at the time, you could have gone through what? The Skull Rock or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, what we're saying is I know that Uncle Walt oversaw the installation of this horrific monster, but I think you should take it down. What could it be now? Nowadays. Uh, It's Hunters is a great idea. Oh, what did you say, Brent? I I said there could like limit, almost limitless options at this point. Do you Um, know what they could do? They could do the house, the Madrigal house and Yes, you could do literally anything that's not a really angry whale. Like literally anything. I just got Kissita in Dreamlight Valley. Oh, I love it. So much fun. Dicting. I love Maribel. She's like always like, hello, friend. And she's doing a little dance. She's so cute. Hola. Anyone? What did we do also in Fantasy Land? The fantasy land in Paris is very much like the California one, at least laid out. Yeah. We didn't. Small World was closed while we were there. So was something else. I forget. But yeah. The teacups weren't they? Peter Pan because we value our time. Peter Pan, no matter where you are in the world, will always have at least a 45 minute line. I mean, it's pretty cool, though. Like, yeah, I do going over London and all that kind of stuff. That that being said, I just went on it for the first time in like December here in Walt Disney World. So I was like, oh my God. Did you never been on it before? No, I I was like shocked because I was on the ceiling. <laughs> so I was, I had a good time. I was like, and I got to see Mermaid Lagoon, which has always been one of my favorite Disney things. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's a fun ride. Is it a 45 to 50 minute wait? No, I think that it's people, 45 to 50 minute wait. It's just, it's weird because it, like, out of all of the classic rides, that's not the one that you would think would garner, like, so much attention, no matter where you are. Yeah. I think the idea of going to Neverland is something that a lot of kids speak grown-ups to. I don't, I think you're, I think you're assigning grown-up nostalgia to kids. I don't think kids are this sentimental about Peter Pan. No, going the, the, ride. the grownups are nostalgic for it. Yeah, the kids are just there. They go. The kids are just like, I'm long for the ride. I, I suspect it's not as scary as Snow White or Pinocchio. And if you have small kids, it's like the least scary thing in Fantasyland you can take them on. Other than small mind just world. Count. Other than it's a small no. world, but it also you know operates what? a lot. It operates slower and like at a lower capacity than small world. So it probably just takes yes. longer. Small world and is scary though. Yeah. But Jake and the Neverland Pirates is very popular with the little kids. That might be. It might be. I don't know. I was looking at what the preschool Disney stuff was when we were doing our Little Mermaid Island video. (laughs) I was like trying to figure out. I'm so excited. Anyway. Yes. I'm so (laughs) excited about that too. Oh, man. So next we have Adventureland. We went on their Pirates. And guess what? They got an extra drop. Yeah, extra drop. It was just so, like, cinematic, almost. Like, there's just so much, like, it's so big, and there's so much space, and it's so picturesque. As a Walt Disney World annual pass holder, I feel like we got ripped off when it comes to the fact that we do not have a restaurant in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, we get one. There's one in California and there's one in Paris and we just we have nothing and a lot of Johnny Depp who I do not want to see no restaurants but yes Johnny Depp I don't no winning I I do not want to see that man's face 
every two seconds. Yeah. Uh, wanting to go to the restaurant adjacent to Pirates of the Caribbean, be it Paris, be it California. And I can never get anybody to go with me. We didn't have I time on the one trip or I would have taken you guys, but. I went to the one in Disneyland Paris. I'm not. I went to the one in Without Disneyland me? California. <laughs> I went to the. Oh, I just moved my mic. She's not so excited about it. Slapped her mic right I, off the table. No, I went to the one in California with Vanessa and Brie and my first Disneyland trip. I was very excited. Oh, Adida. I know. I will go next time. The I great. for years, I thought it was a fever dream that I conjured up in my head <laughs> because like I had got like I'd only been to Disney World a couple of times and we had only been to California once. And like I was like, did I just make this up? Was this just something that my brain decided there was a restaurant in Pirates of the Caribbean? And yeah, so I was always fascinated by it, even though the food is probably not great. Yeah, that's something about. Disneyland Paris is the food is okay, but you're in France, so you expect a little bit more, but well, it's not even as good as the bistro attached to Ratatouille is good. That's like a steakhouse. Yes, but that was a full price, like that was like yeah, that was expensive, but it's good. But I think we're talking about it like Disneyland California's quick serve is amazing. Versus also, the food in California is much better. Like Especially compared to like food in Magic Kingdom here in Florida. Like there's only a few exceptions. Like the best food in any Walt Disney World Park is probably going to be an animal kingdom with like the Yak and Yeti and stuff. There's some good stuff in Epcot for. Yeah, um, for sure. Like La Cellier, the Canadian Steakhouse, because I have to plug Canada in here. Yeah, Canada. That's um, also 10. Yes, yes. Just. We have to have a moment What's of the soup for the cheddar cheese soup. <gasps> so delicious. And these two, because of course. Canada. Nine Dragons in Epcot. Oh, delicious. The, Ch- the Chinese restaurant. And I really like the Bocce Japanese restaurant as well. Tempani. Yes. Excellent. I took my mom there and I actually got her to eat sushi at that Japanese restaurant. I was so proud. Anytime I, I go. It was it was tempura sushi, but it was sushi. But it's sushi. I know. I was very proud. But yeah. yeah that, but now I want yeah. Disney food. Okay. At least we can go get it. I have to like I know. leave the country for Disney food. I know. I, I like, need to like... I'm going to put my head down here because I'm 10 minutes away from Walt Disney World. That's right why now. I'm like, Brett, I'm we need to plan a day. An afternoon, yeah. evening, please. Yeah. Let's go to Batu. Okay. So in Adventureland... You all did the Indiana Jones ride while I said, no, thank you, sir. Because I heard what? it was rickety. Look, I don't, I think out of the three of us, I'm probably the biggest indie stan. I had to do it, okay? It said Indiana Jones. I had to do it. I almost lost my cartilage piercing, and it's fine. Okay, see, it's I am fine. a giant Indiana Jones fan, too. But I was reading I the reviews, sure. know and it said, it. I'm not. Get, oh, no. I am my family. Is. I'm the black sheep. After Star Just Wars, my dad was like, faces. yeah, no, after Star Wars, my dad's like, I have another Harrison Ford trilogy you should watch. And I'm like, what? As any good parent should. I As know. I said, the I, I'm pretty much like 99.9% sure I came out of the womb knowing Harrison Ford's name before I knew my own because that is my mother's man. The Indiana Jones ride, did it have much theming to it is what I wanted? No, no it did not. It was just, <laughs> Indi- Indiana Jones was just slapped on it the reminds me title. Of, or is it, it reminds me of the park, the amusement park near you, where they were like, this yeah. is the Top Gun ride now. Oh my God. Paramount, Canada's no. Wonderland. So when they built the park, Paramount. It's not like that. It's not like that. Licensed it. Right. So. They're like, this is the Top Gun roller coaster. So the roller coaster itself had nothing really to do with Top Gun, except like there was Absolutely like the logo. Yeah. There was the a top Tomb Raider pipe. one too. There yeah. was a Tomb Ra- but the queue was really themed. So like there were stills from the movie and like props and music. And it was all really themed to the movies they were supposed to be. I never saw Or alternatively, it. like in some cases, it's like you're on a movie set. Like we're going to be shooting yeah. some stunts today. And it's just like a drop thing. Then Cedar Fair bought it. Now it's a big old mess. 
But yeah, but isn't that like Indiana Jones? You put the name on it. Yeah. The queue is like, it's like a little jungle-y there. It was very Paramount Canada's Wonderland and not very. I feel like that if they wanted it to really like match a particular film, like, or if that was what they were trying to do, it would be like the minecart, like chase it Mm -hmm. from Temple of Doom. Yeah. I think that was the idea because it had like a little figure. But it, yeah, of all the rides we did was the loosest theming. Yeah, yeah it was like Temple of Paris, a uh, pa- peril. It's called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril. Yeah. It's just it's nowhere near as good as the ride in Disneyland. The ride in oh, Disneyland is like my favorite like Disney park ride ever, I think. And I don't know if it's just because like I've only been on it a few times because it's in California and I'm a Walt Disney World Gale, I suppose, local. And like, it's, I just, I miss that ride. And it just, it, that's fair. It terrified me the first time I went on it. I spent the entire time with my eyes closed and like literally like with my head in my mother's lap because I just did not know what I was in for. Just like the mummy ride in Universal. I was so mad the first time I wrote it. There were so many technical issues, like the ball going through the scene just like stopped or something like that. And it was just like all this awful stuff. But then I wrote it the second time and I was like, oh, my God, it's so amazing because actually everything worked. I feel I like that it. boulder never works. Though. Like it's yeah. very rare that it actually does work because it can only work like every other car or something. Yeah, it's like we're only going to work sometimes. So it's like the stunt show in Orlando, you know. And then we just have Frontierland to talk about. I don't even think we did much at Frontierland. We went from Family Um, Car. Oh my god! And we did Thunder Mountain. Two big ones. Sorry. Okay. So we did nothing. The last land is Frontierland, and honestly, that was my favorite part. So the French people have a. fascination with american west which i find just like very interesting i don't I know think it why. has to do with like cowboy cinema like yeah. yeah john ford spaghetti westerns yeah i think yeah. because so many of those were shot in europe too right yeah like i think sergio leone would have been a massive part of that with the clint eastwood spaghetti westerns isn't that what they just called I'd- spaghetti westerns because they were filmed in italy yeah, because he was an Italian director, so, like, they coined that. But, like, the, they're such a hallmark of American cinema, and, like, they would have been such a massive part of what Europe would have believed Hollywood cinema to be, like, especially the golden age of Hollywood. So, unlike other frontier lands and Disney parks, this one has a very elaborate backstory, and it's a, the town of Thunder Mesa, founded by Henry Ravenswood who is who owns the mine in Big Thunder Mountain. So that's the whole premise of Phantom Manor, which, oh, my God, I was like a little kid in that queue. I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. I've dreamt of this for years. Phantom Manor is so different than the Haunted Mansion, and I love that for her. I forgot that the story was different. Not this time around, because y'all were talking about it in the lead up to the trip. But prior to that. (laughs) <laughs> I had forgotten that the stories were different. And I'm like, no, it's the same thing. It's not. No. It's messed up. I love it. Yeah. It's so creepy. So the whole premise is this woman. Um, What's her name? Sorry. I had it. I would say Constance. Melanie. But, but we know that's not true. Yes. Yes. So like we said, Henry Ravenswood was the owner of this mountain. The big guy in the town. And he had a daughter named Melanie. Yes. I was just about to say they should have named her Clementine. But that's like a deep cut, like Western film name that they like to use. Yeah. But anyway, Melanie's a very American name. But Melanie is the daughter and she keeps having these suitors and she's about to walk down the aisle. But then something horrible keeps happening to them. She goes through a couple guys. And the reason the guys, even after like their predecessors, meet a terrible end is that she is an heiress with some money, and they're, like, worth it. So the whole premise is that her father is killing off all her suitors, and she loses her goddamn mind. 
And she's like in a wedding dress and just singing and freaking crazy. And I love it. And he's just laughing, this evil laugh. He's so freaking creepy. It's devastating that this girl can't escape it. The gothic romance. When I finally did remember that the plot of Phantom Manor is different from the plot of Haunted Mansion, I then began swearing up and down that there was this ghost who was in love with the bride and was killing her suitors because he was in love with her, thinking about the Phantom of the Opera and not yeah. Phantom Manor, um, where the ghost is in fact her father. Yeah, it's not what the blood of the bride is. I was wrong. Yeah, even after Henry dies, he's still haunting her and the house. And he invites his like evil demonic friends to the house too. So there's a curse that falls upon it. And Melanie eventually dies, so she's a ghost too. And blah, 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 blah. so there's a whole scene that is like a western town that we see like ghosts playing poker at a saloon. This nice extra scene. I think it's fun. It reminded me of the shootout scene in the great movie ride when it was still with a RIP. I miss you, great movie ride. Yes. Except for the alien. She was evil. Oh, I hated that part. I was so scared of that. Yeah. It was just not a good time. But yeah, no. That should have came with a warning. Oh, it did come with a warning. Anyway. Yeah. It's just so creepy. It's creepier than the haunted mansion, I think. For sure. Those ghosts seem like they're having a good time. We have like the heads on the statue and the grinning ghosts come out to socialize. This is like this evil guy who's like torturing his daughter because he's like, he doesn't want anyone else to have his money. It's very French. Very French. I think it's, sorry, correction. It's a very French interpretation of America. And it's probably not far off, let's be real. But like, yeah, no. An oil baron or a miner or whatever he is. Yeah. But yeah, it's so tragic. This sad girl just roaming a house in a wedding dress waiting for her groom to come. And there's nothing she can do. And she's haunted by the evil spirit of her father until she dies. Yay, Disney! Yay! What a downer note to end on. Oh, we're not done yet. We don't have to talk about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which we did at night. And it was amazing. It was so cool. It's longer than the one at Disney World, I believe. I don't know about Disneyland. Like, you kept thinking, oh, it's almost the end. But it wasn't. Just kidding. It's on its own island. It's just so cool. So you board on the mainland and then the train goes around a loop. Then you go under this tunnel and then you pop up like Brit set on its little island and the bulk of the ride is on there. And then you can see the whole park all lit up. Yeah. And you can see Phantom Manor too. So it's like all Mm -hmm. connected, which is awesome. And yeah, it was a very nice, like, I think that was the last thing that we did at the park. And it was a very nice note to end on. It was. No, it was lovely. She's a beaut. That big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So good. So pretty. Lovely. Just lovely. Although I do want to sue Disneyland for the damage from the Indiana Jones coaster. Is it even a trip to Disney if you're not getting minorly injured in summer? Well, I'm just, I'm like, you could have at least had a Harrison Ford animatronic to make me feel slightly better about, like, my head. He's not the voice in the ride at. No, he's not. He refused to do it for some reason. I forget. I think he got the script for something. They sent the wrong script to him, and he's like, no, I'm not doing this. Harrison? The residuals this man could have been getting, hopefully. He's already got a bunch. He's good. I know. But he could have more. Yeah. But still. So, what were y'all's favorite thing at either park? Hyperspace Mountain and Pirates of the Caribbean. I forgot to say, I had the best shortbread cookie I've ever had in my entire life at that park. So good. It's a... For the Francophones, it's a galette. The galette Saint-Michel. Yes. It's giant. And I was like, take some cookie. It's so good. It sustained me through celebration. I like left it open in my hotel room. And anytime I was like, 
I need to pick me up, I would just break off a piece and just go. You're so good. But yeah. So and the manner- size of your head. Yes. It's it really it's was. Amazing. Phantom Manor was amazing and creepy, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And Thunder Mountain, too, was so good. It was also Britt, good. how about you? What were your highlights? Oh, dear. Hyperspace Mountain, absolute amundo, because that ride was just big and beautiful and Star Wars. And I do love going upside down on a roller coaster. So that My was, mom was that like, was does cool. this go upside down? And I'm like, they have those harnesses. See that? I think, yes. Look. It's fine, though. It's great. It's beautiful. I'm like, it's John Williams music. We're good. <laughs> like, my, uh, my, my. Yeah. No. So, yeah, definitely. Hyperspace Mountain and Phantom Manor were the two rides I was looking forward to the most. And they were definitely the ride that I, like, loved, loved up the to most. Expectations. Right. Yes. Yes, they did. They're, like, especially Phantom Manor, when you are, like, going down backwards into, like, like you're going underground and there are corpses coming out of the wall beside you and you have Vincent Price just like saying things in your ear. It was just like <laughs> perfect. Also, before we went on it, RC's like, oh, this ride is very dark. And I'm like, yes, the story is a very dark story. And then once we I'm got like, up, no, no. Like, oh, you meant the lighting because this was the darkest Haunted Mansion. Like there's not like black light, like other parks no it's just dark yeah it's dark in both ways but i loved it it's ambiance what's really sticking out to me about disneyland paris is that dragon yeah i just i love her it's so unique to the parks and it's so well done i love you dragon i think their entire castle is just it's the most beautiful disney castle there is yeah, the paint and just the structure, the stained glass. Yeah, the architecture. Yeah. Yeah, highly recommend the Imagineering doc that goes into more detail about that. The Imagineering. Yes. Arzu and Britt, thank you for joining me. We'll have everyone's social in the summary. And yeah, anything else, Arzu? I miss Disneyland. Me too. I can't say anything. I'm 10 minutes away from Walt Disney. I know. I'm like... I'm less We're than not two hours. Fine. I know. Okay. I'm a four-hour flight. Get on that plane. It's not quite four hours. Don't be so four-ish dramatic. hours. Three. Three. Okay. So we can go to Disney again. Everyone stay geeky. <laughs> <laughs>